Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reveals your secret identity to your ex-girlfriend right after the funeral of your on-again, off-again girlfriend for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode we're covering Daredevil, Season 2, Episode 13, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. But before we start covering it, I'd like to ask all you guys out there to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star rating. Or you can give us a five-star rating after you listen to this five-star podcast. Anyway, Al, you can start with a uh, summary. <laughs> All right, here we go. Foggy interviews with Hogarth, you know, that super lawyer from Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Trinity. Karen works on her story about Frank Castle and has no idea what to say, so instead she gets abducted. Frank Castle goes back to his house. He goes into the shed and prepares for war. Daredevil gets a call from Foggy telling him that their buddy, Detective Mahoney, needs the Daredevil's help. Mahoney says some bad guys wanted to know everyone Daredevil has saved. Turns out, Daredevil has read at least one comic book in his life, so he knew Karen Page would have been taken too. With Electra's help, Daredevil finds the kidnapped people. Electra doesn't want to go in because she's thinking of the many, but Daredevil goes in because he's thinking of the few. The two attack the building and fight off the hand. The two end up fighting Nobu, who kills Electra. Then the Punisher shows up to help Daredevil as he finishes off Nobu. After seemingly dying, Nobu awakens, but Stick is there to make sure he stays dead. In the end, Foggy and Karen decide to be friends before Foggy settles his tab at Josie's. Matt tells Karen that he is Daredevil, and the hand put Electra's body into the circumference. That was exactly one minute long. Yes. Good job. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're getting pretty close there. All right. <laughs> I've been practicing. I, I actually edited it earlier today. <laughs> Good job. Oh, thank you. All right. Moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? All right. I've got a few. How about you, Tony? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got a few also. Oh, okay. All right. You uh, start us off. Cool. All right. Um, a shrimp's heart is in its head. That's <laughs> a fast fact. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, anything pertaining to the episode of Daredevil we just watched? Oh, yeah. So I have one here. Um, so <laughs> during the scene at the end of Electra's funeral, um, we see one tombstone for a name that I'm probably going to horribly mispronounce, uh, Bacalieri. Um, and when you look up that name, because this, this was a tombstone that was like right there on screen, like you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a character from The Sopranos, which is a show I never watched. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched that, Tony. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, I did have the um, the poster of The Simpsons as The Sopranos in my bedroom growing up. Oh, okay. So it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this character, uh, Bobby Bacalieri, um, is I guess who it's uh, referencing. So uh, I guess I, I don't I don't know anything about the show. Never watched it. Um, I know people yeah. complain about the way the series ended. That's about it. That's pretty much the only clip I've seen. Of the Sopranos is I've seen the ending clip. I'm like wow, I I've never watched the show, but that is the stupid ending. 
just going to blank screen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Spoiler alert for The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and then as they were leaving, there were a bunch of other um, tombstones. Uh, I didn't really find anything off those names. I, I searched two of them, and I think those were just real people. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's fair. All right. I've got a few more. If, if that's all your fast facts, Al. Yep. Yeah, just, just those two riveting facts. All right. All right, well, and I said before, I'm going to start covering the meaning of the titles. A Cold Day in Hell is an idiom that originated from the 1800s, but no one can find the exact source. So the first time I look up an idiom, I failed. <laughs> but also, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen is to contrast with the first episode, which took place on the hottest day of the year. So, yeah, oh, that's something. Like two weeks before this episode aired in the uh, Well, in the Showtime. thing is... <laughs> the thing is... We'll get into this later. Okay. Or we can get into it right now. Uh, the the okay. episode ended on Christmas Eve. Wait, how did you know that? When when did they say that? Because Ellison walks in and says, Merry Christmas, is, or something about it being uh, Christmas Eve. You're right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, okay. So this is like six months, six, five or six months of time, which actually makes sense, like the amount the trial would be on that stuff. Yeah, because he also told Karen that like he wanted the the uh the article and everything ready by christmas so the next yeah. day i guess that makes sense yeah um yeah. huh yeah right. anyway that was a part of my 12 percent, but we'll move it over here and i'll have even fewer things to talk about in the 12 percent. okay we'll, we'll complain more about that in the end i'm, I'm just I, I want to dissect that some more but anyway go go on with your facts all right. yeah all right um also looked up that the thing on uh, the symbol, the Japanese words on the urn thing, says resuscitation. Oh. So it's bringing people back to life. Um, Punisher finds a CD that says Micro, which is a reference to the hacker, uh, Micro from the comics. Also, a friend of um, Daisy's in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she mentioned Season him. 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, even though we get that kind of little Easter egg in this episode, mm-hmm. um, Micro, who as a character does show up eventually, um, is not someone Punisher knows. So I guess this is like a little lost thing or like a thing they got rid of, right? Or am I just m- misremembering that completely? No, I think you're you're right. He doesn't know the person. So hopefully, I don't remember how Micro knows who he is, we'll have to get into that when Micro pops up again. Okay. Because I don't remember. Yeah, well, hopefully we remember this uh, as like a little thing and we can uh, see that or at least see how they explain it because, I mean, they very clearly made it seem like Punisher knows Micro or knows of Micro. Yeah, he's not super surprised when he finds that disc. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, We also get um, in Melvin Potter's shop, we get a replica or a poster... That looks like um, two gladiators fighting, which is actually a homage to the cover of Daredevil 226, the first um, comic with Melvin Potter's gladiator in it. Oh. So in this, is two, it's two gladiators fighting. In the actual comic, it's gladiator and Daredevil fighting. Oh, cool. <laughs> and lastly, the redheaded woman who works for the Hand, the only white person who works for the Hand, apparently. Um, she's played by an actress named Maya Rosewood, who has not been in a lot of things, 
But since 2005, she's been the off the voice of Officer Jenny in Pokemon, the <laughs> American translation of the anime. <laughs> like, hey, that's something worth mentioning. That is. All right. Since 2005, because I know the show's still going. Um, yes. But oh. it says 2000, according to IMDb, it's 2005 till and then doesn't have an ending yet because it's still going. Or she's still doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Huh. I wonder how, do you know how many episodes that's been? I'm just curious, like two, three a season kind of thing, or she just shows up all the time. All right. Okay. It really doesn't matter. I mean, if anyone cares, I can look it up on IMDb. Yep. But yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So those were my fast facts. Is there anything else before we move on to our heroes? Nope. I think I'm good. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what... Because that's what heroes do. So what hero do you want to go with first? We have three of them this time. Oh. All right. Um, I, I, I think it's always good to start with Daredevil and then work our way down from there. Start at the top. Okay. All right. Uh, where do you want to start? All right. So um, let's see. So Daredevil, I mean, it's it's his episode, really, right? You know, we've had a bunch of episodes where, you know, he plays like the, the, the main character. Yeah. But, you know, everyone else is kind of doing stuff. And this one, it's mainly just him and everyone else. Um, and uh, the so the, the big note that I have is uh, that he really wants to bring down the hand somehow like he, he kind of makes it sound like like because he wants to use his standard lawyery stuff right like this is how mm-hmm. he wanted to take down fisk in the first season um and you know he he wants to use the system as it said he wants to use the law yeah um but is was he thinking of telling the world about the hand like I, i'm trying to figure that out like he would have had to right like get proof yeah, that they well, exist yeah he says that especially since he says, like, flash a light on them and they'll scatter. So I, I guess he's assuming that he can just, like, prove that they exist, even though these people have hidden since the samurai era. <laughs> like, 150 years. At least, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if he could do that, that would be cool. And then other organizations, I assume, would go after the hand. For example, S.H.I.E.L.D., even though they're not mm-hmm. really around. Um you know, officially, but you know, that's probably a thing that they would look into. That also, that would be a really cool season, right? Uh, Agents of Shield versus the Hand. Yeah, that would be. Although, I feel like they would get their butts kicked. I mean, they've got May and Daisy, but there's no one else who could stand up to anyone in the Hand. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but if they knew what yeah. they were doing, I mean, considering the stuff that they normally fight, I'm, I feel like. You know, Fitzsimmons would be able to get some kind of something or other, right? Like a better cure for their uh, for that sword poison than what Stick uses. Yeah. Well, um, a- anti ninja serum ah, is what they would have. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd like to see Shield go up against the hand. They're just too different, in my opinion. <laughs> That, that's true. They are very different. Um, but uh, I don't know. We see 
Uh, ah, no, uh, that's that's a little bit of a uh, of a spoiler. All right, I'm not going to say that one. Um, okay. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. You know, it's kind of a cool uh, crossover. Like it would be interesting, maybe for a couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, maybe for like the uh, the mini part of the season. I don't know what they call it because they do like the little sections of a season in the pods. Pods. There you go. Pods in uh, season four of Agents of Shield. So, and I think five yeah. also. I mean. If they did like what CW does with their um, with their DC shows, if they had a big company wide crossover where the Defenders and Agents of Shield, and I guess like everyone else who's canceled, the Runaways <laughs> and Hook and Dagger, all show up together. <laughs> yeah, that would be very uh, very different, right? Because at least on like the CW shows, they're all heroes doing hero stuff. Um, yeah, all the shows you mentioned, only half of them are not. They're not. <laughs> Everyone else just kind of fell into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Shieldies and Daredevil. Yeah. And you know what? Luke Cage kind of evolves into it. <laughs> yeah, that's stuff. true. Well, uh, the, uh, Danny Rand on Iron Fist, he kind of. I, I. You know what? I. You're right. He does consider himself a hero. I just don't <laughs> consider himself a person. <laughs> I like. I did not. When I was talking about the defenders, Danny Rand didn't cross my mind. <laughs> uh, Jessica, uh, Luke, and Matt. Yeah, you've got three heroes right there. Okay. Yep. Uh, Claire. Well, I mean, I think shows Jessica. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Claire. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we should probably move on from this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt's, I like Matt's upgrade. At the end of season one, he got his suit. Now he finally got his billy club. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does some, um, some, uh, what the Affleck Daredevil swinging around in this. <laughs> <laughs> what did we call that, Daredevil? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, Bear Devil? I don't think we have a clever name. Nothing as clever as um, Batfleck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, definitely nothing that good. Yeah. Um, Darefleck. Bat Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Murdoch? No, like Dare- Ben Ben Murdoch. <laughs> nah. Anyway, uh-huh, yeah. we are way beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I thought it was cool we saw him swing around with his um his new billy club and actually stood up to Nobu with his swinging blade cuz that billy club that saved his life he should have had that a year ago. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, you know, we saw him what a week or two ago fight Nobu and he was able to beat Nobu when he didn't have a weapon or when Nobu didn't mm-hmm. have a weapon. But uh now uh uh-uh, that's a uh, uh, he Daredevil needed something. Yeah. Um I'm kind of jumping around here, uh-huh. but now that we're talking about Nobu and him fighting Nobu, um, Matt throws Nobu off the roof, yes. right? Yeah, presumably to his death. Like they, don't, he doesn't know that Nobu woke up thirty seconds later, right? But we don't see Matt wrestling with the fact that he just killed a person. But you'd think it'd be a big deal. Yeah, I I didn't realize that until I was reading off the intro a couple minutes ago because I had that same thought halfway through. Like, wait a minute, he he just flat out murdered a guy in his mind. Like that was his plan. Like now, 
was he angry because Nobu killed Electra? Was it like a rage thing? Um, or was this premeditated in a sense? Like, because the last time him and the Punisher spoke, he was trying to tell the Punisher, like, hey, maybe you should, maybe, maybe you should kill the bad people mm-hmm. now, like the really bad ones, like the blacksmith. Yes. Yeah, I'm either way. I'm not sure. I don't think it was premeditated. I think it was rage. Okay. But we should see him like um wrestle with that a little bit, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's been a big deal about whether or not you should kill people. Yeah, like that was the entire season one and mm-hmm. a majority of season two. Yeah. And I don't but. remember, but I'm gonna guess season three. Yeah. And probably the Defenders. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I really don't remember much about the Defenders. Like, that's probably one of the seasons I remember the least. To be fair, that was only, like, what, six episodes? Yeah. Um, Season eight episodes. Season, or is it six? I actually am not sure about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Season one of of Iron Fist, though, is the the season I remember the least about. Because I just completely tuned out. It's actually going to be really interesting for me to focus on what's actually happening. Because all the board meetings and business stuff really bored me. Oh yeah, that that all sucked. Like uh, I forgot uh, every, every time we talk about it, and I remember what we have to watch. Uh, great. All right, we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it together, Al. Yeah, that's true. We're a few <laughs> months away from it too. I know. <laughs> I know. Although I'm really excited. I remember really like the defenders, so I'm excited to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. All right. Uh. Let's see. Um, Matt, more Matt stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his powers get overwhelmed uh, trying to hear everything that's happening. I feel like that's more his panic affecting his physiological responses. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, he's like, he's stressed out. He, he really wants to do this, but he's not like, he's not focusing as well as, as you normally would focus, right? Like we've all been stressed out before. We like, we only have half an hour left to finish this thing. Then it's needed for, <laughs> you know, whatever school work, etc. And, you know, yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that same scene, like also Daredevil, like, you know, he, he instead of blaming himself, Know, and and, t- and you know, being honest, he says the electricity is too loud. He can hear electricity. Mm-hmm. We, have we talked about this yeah. before? I don't think it's come up before, but I'm sure. I mean, when you hear like, in, if you're in a quiet area, you can hear the electricity buzzing sometimes in the like the uh, power lines. Okay, uh, so that's... I, mm-hmm. I assume with his super hearing, he can hear electricity all the time. It's just he can tune it out usually. Usually, okay, that that makes sense then. All right, I, I guess I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective. I was more just thinking like, can he hear electricity and he just like knows where wires are? But I mean, probably in that sense. But okay, all right, that, that works for yeah. me. I... I wonder how useful that power is though. <laughs> well, if the power goes out at his apartment, he'll know. Um, instead of yeah. you know like falling yeah. over something because I mean, you know he can't no, see. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> what would happen is if the power went out and he didn't know, he wouldn't know until he goes to his fridge and his beer is warm. 
You're right. So which is a tragedy. So with his power, he knows that his his beer will be warm soon. So he has to eat, drink it all now. Exactly. Okay. All right. Or find the fuse box. Yeah. It should that. be easier because yeah. I'm not sure how electricity works. But since the fuse box has something to do with it, you'd think the power would go to the fuse box and probably stop there <laughs> if it's not working. I think it's something like that. That's the. It's the, it's the fuse when you've got too much power going, the fuse box trips to like prevent a problem happening when you have too much electricity flowing through. So I, I mm-hmm. guess that's like the point of contact with yeah. your house and the outside world. It makes sense. Yeah. We are officially electricians now. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all you need to know. Time to print out that degree from the internet. Yep. <laughs> Let's see... Um, Matt decides to reveal himself as Daredevil to Karen. Yeah. What motivated this? So, I'm going to take a step back. Um, okay. And because I think that this is linked, in a way. Um, so, previously, like, you had talked about this season as a whole for Daredevil being like a... Um, like, everything here is temptation for Matthew, right? You've got the, the Punisher as temptation for wanting to take the easy way out you've got electra around for like you know temptation of just give up and you know go on and all that stuff etc right uh, but at the end when him and electra were talking like he he kind of made it sound like like he cares uh like he was he was really caring for electra and i think he mm-hmm. said that yes if you know once we get out of this situation we'll just leave new york and we'll get out of here and all that stuff and um, and then, you know, of course, you know, she dies. Um, yes. so I kind of wonder if that was part of it. He was like, well, you know, now he's like re evaluating everything in his life. And maybe he's like, well, I'm really close with Karen. She should know that, you know, all of this is for a reason in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's that or second possible idea um, he feels really guilty that she was kidnapped, um, sort of because of him. Yeah, I feel the, your first option is close to the correct one. Um, especially now that he's lost somebody, he doesn't know, you know, you get that feeling you don't um, want to waste time lying or hiding stuff from people you care about. If uh, he was feeling guilty... The next scene would be him revealing himself to Turk Barrett. And the scene after that would be <laughs> random other guys. <laughs> the the other 18 people left. <laughs> uh, 17. The old guy died. Oh, that's right. The old Marine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, is there anything else with Matt you want to talk about? Because I feel like we're segueing real well into Electra. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. So Electra promoted to hero. In time to die. <laughs> and never be seen from again. That's the best time to do it, right? You know, fit, uh, fitting in with the, all the Catholic stuff with, the, um, you know, Matt Murdock. As long as you repent before you die, you're good. So just time yeah. it right. Also, also with Star Wars villains. Both <laughs> Darth Vader and Kylo Ren do one good thing before you die and you get to go to 4-7. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, th- this this concept just, you know. Makes makes its way around, yeah. Yeah. But um, before she dies, 
she contemplates a suicide, which because she doesn't want to be like a tool of the hand. Um, I know Matt. You don't even have to be Catholic to um to try to convince someone not to commit suicide, right? Uh-huh. She was yeah. con- contemplating jumping off the roof, or at least it was heavily implied that uh-huh. she didn't want to be tool of the hand. But, I mean, again, all the problems would have been solved if she just did that, because when she splattered on the ground, they probably can't revivify that, right? Um, I mean, I don't want to get too far into it. Honestly, I have no idea. But I guess, uh, if I remember correctly, Nobu doesn't come back, and he's missing a head. Well, yeah, that's true. So, well, my theory. Well, we'll get into my theory about Nobu when we talk about Nobu. Okay, all right, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, may- maybe. I mean, if if she fell in a way that I, I don't know, I'm assuming zombie rules, right? Like, if if the head's gone, <laughs> that that's it. Like, if you lose an appendage, it, it's not reattaching. Maybe I'm not actually sure about that. Yeah, I mean. Dungeons Dragons rules, you need the body to revivify them, unless you have true resurrection, but that's a whole different can of worms. Uh Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I assume it's, you know, that's what, you need your head, you need your head to be revivified, or else it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) You you only half come back, and uh, things just aren't as effective. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um... In Hocus Pocus, the, the zombie's head gets knocked off, and he has to find his head. <laughs> that that worked out fine for him. <laughs> That's true. Different magic, I assume. You know. Yeah, true. It's witch magic compared to ninja magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they do things. So, differently. yeah. So when Electra dies, she dies as like she's dies protecting Matt and kind of to. I, did she die on purpose? I'm asking. Is did she do it to get out from under the the hand's thumb? No pun intended. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, my my thinking was that she basically in this episode she's trying to do again what she tried to do a couple of episodes before, right? When she was trying to convince uh, Matthew to like go away with her. And all that stuff. And she wanted to be good. So I I genuinely think that like maybe part of it was she didn't want to be used by, you know, some organization. But also I think she wanted to do the the good person thing, right? The hero stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was more towards that. But I could very much see her just say, you know what, screw you, the hand. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, third option, mm-hmm. the hand could have killed her knowing full well that they have resurrection technology. <laughs> or not even technology, magic. Yeah, exactly. Which, to be fair, um, that's what happens. It's kind of a spoiler, yeah. but at the same time, they heavily imply that's what's about to happen. Yeah, they do put her back in the jar at the end. Yeah. Or in the jar, not back in the mm-hmm. jar. Um, I feel like this is a much better death for for her than what happens in the comics or in um, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, <laughs> because at least she she wasn't killed to hurt the hero. She wasn't fridged, right? 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And in a sense, it was a bit of her choice. Um, but uh, she was, yeah. she goes out doing the hero thing. Yeah. And even if it wasn't her choice, she was killed because because she was doing something um, that she wanted to do, saving Matt. Not as, ha-ha, I kill your girlfriend to hurt you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about Electra before we put her to the ground and never talk to her again? <laughs> uh, nope, that's all I had. All right, moving on to Frank. Uh, Frank Castle. Yes. All right, just wanted to be sure. Okay. Oh yeah, technically Foggy's first name is Franklin Nelson. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <I forgot that>. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to be sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> ah, so he had a really so, small part this this episode. Yeah. Yeah, he goes home. He, I'm still very confused, very very confused about the homeowner situation. <laughs> the mail's just piling up. All these, none of these people know that Frank's family died, or that Frank's you know the biggest trial of the century. Well, uh, I mean, I'm gonna say yeah. Like, like okay, I'm I'm gonna relate it to this. Um, so. I don't know my neighbors. Granted, I've only lived in this house for a few months, but, you know, I, I've only spoken to each of the ones on my sides once. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if they all of a sudden weren't there anymore, I would think, oh, maybe they're on a vacation. And then after that, I would think, oh, maybe they're selling the house. And that's kind of it. Uh, especially because in this scenario, like, um, was it the DA? Uh, yeah, Reyes, like, she was keeping his house under surveillance, right? To like see if he comes back because yeah. they wanted to catch him. So it's not like they were letting the house go on the market or something to, you know, be bought by someone else. That's true. So, but question: If you saw one of your neighbors on TV as the a serial killer or mass murderer or whatever they call the Punisher, uh-huh. do you think you'd recognize him? Me? No. Someone? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> do you think your wife might recognize him oh maybe i don't know to be honest <laughs> okay so bad example <laughs> uh, okay tony how often do you see like a tv show or movie or, or something where they like they have a person and then later on they have like a picture of the person and and, and it takes you a while to realize that that picture is to this other person you actually know who they are in the show like usually when I see that, I don't know who they're linking to. Al, are you trying to tell us you're face blind? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Or face challenged? Yeah, I'm like I'm not face blind. I just need face glasses. No. I just really suck at it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I would think someone. I mean, the castles. I feel like they're very upstanding, friendly people, at least from what we see in the flashbacks. I feel like someone would have known, like, isn't that Frank? <laughs> you know, that's Frank Castle, the neighbor who's now the Punisher. <laughs> well, I, I I guess that's fair. Well, okay, so, so then we have the other question. Like, I would assume that given the neighborhood they, they, they lived in, it looked like a, a fairly nice neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they had two children. 
So I'm assuming that at least one of those houses in the vicinity had some elderly people who would like anytime they saw the kids would, you know, want to say hi, you know, how elderly people are. They like children. I, I'm assuming that this mm-hmm. is how this goes. I, I don't know for sure, certain, but <laughs> I'm, I'm basing this off of when I walk my dog. So similar concept. So, so they probably would like, if it was in the news that, you know, the, the children or maybe his wife, um, maybe they would have recognized them because he was also gone a lot, right? You know, he was in, he was yeah. in the military. And so he was hardly around. So maybe they like would only see him like once a year. If so, I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, mean, I basically what yeah. I'm saying is I'm trying to defend it because I think it is actually possible that no one would know him specifically or would recognize him. I, I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't think it's possible. Okay. I think, if anything, maybe the DA is paying for the mortgage or whatever, so it can stay open as bait. And everyone in the area has been questioned, because that's what the <laughs> DA would do. To ask, talk to everyone to see if they know anything in the neighborhood. Okay, I guess that's a good point. Once it, it, once it was shown that he is the Punisher... Then, yeah. then yeah, they they would definitely start asking questions of everyone. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he goes home. He he takes a picture. He he unnecessarily punches out the glass of a picture when you could just take down the frame and <laughs> take the picture out. <laughs> um, and finds a CD of my micro CD, and he spray paints his um his shirt to be all badass or his bulletproof vest, and then he goes to back up Daredevil. And just starts shooting ninjas. Very friendly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Does it not... Does he never question it? Where these ninjas are from? What? Why are there suddenly ninjas? I mean, that's something that would confuse me a little bit. My assumption is... So, because he... And I'm just making this up right now. <laughs> um, because he was listening on that police scanner when he was at his the shed in his house, and he, like, heard mm-hmm. about this, in the amount of time it took him to get there and set up, he, he basically just came... He, he, now he's at peace with the fact that there are ninjas fighting on a rooftop. At first, I'm sure he was confused as hell, like everyone else would be. <laughs> and then... Yeah, those poor cops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by then, you know, now he has his gun set up and he's ready, like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, Daredevil, cool. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll help him. I'll help my buddy, I guess. Buddy in air quotes, as I realize you can't see me doing that. <laughs> yeah, buddy, um... Just to show him up, I'll start killing the people he's fighting that he definitely doesn't want to kill. <laughs> Which, to be fair, has been every other episode. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, now he's too far away to stop me. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> he kills everyone except Nobu. He, he he obviously can tell who the boss is, so... Well, yeah. for you don't want to take yeah. that away from from Matt. Yeah, exactly. That's just rude. That's that, there goes professional courtesy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then he shoots a few, and then he walks away, saying, "Was well, it good luck, Red?" Or see you around, Red. Uh-huh. And then into the crossover that never happens. <laughs> <sighs> Do you think uh, Punisher knows that Daredevil is Matt Murdock? No. Okay. I don't. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I couldn't think of a scenario that that would happen, but I don't know, figured I'd ask. Just wanted to bring it up. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it would change anything if he knew. If he knew. Yeah, that's true. Anyone who vaguely thinks, oh, maybe Daredevil is Matt Murdock, then remembers, oh, no, Matt Murdock is blind. And then they just like, all right, I have no idea who this could be. Yeah, that's actually Karen's <laughs> Karen's reaction. They they cut away so you don't see it. But Karen's reaction is like, you're not Daredevil, you're blind. <laughs> she doesn't believe it. I mean, yeah, I would probably say the same thing, honestly. <laughs> if, I, if I met Matt Murdock and he was like, hey, I'm Daredevil. Like, well, yes, I've read your comics. But I still don't believe it. <laughs> I have some questions. Right? Um, I think her first reaction would honestly be, Prove it. Do a flip. <laughs> and then you do a flip. Like, oh, he's Daredevil! Because <laughs> only a handful of people in the world can do a flip. And uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. And there's two that live in New York, oh. so at that point, like... And Captain America. He could do that spinny thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah on Reddit, or, yeah, well, I saw it on Reddit. Right now, there's a video going around behind the scenes of uh, Chris Evans' stunt devil doing that spinny flip. Like, hey, this, someone actually did that. Still don't understand why. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool to see, which is the only reason it it's in the movie. Yep. <laughs> All right. Moving on to villains, unless you have anything else no, no, with good. our heroes. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. I said. Let's start off with Nobu. I separated Nobu and the hand. Those are the only two villains I got. Okay. Alright. So, opening scene, Nobu's assistant to Officer Jenny hands him uh, a folder of 20 targets that they should go after. And he says, let's go after all of them. He doesn't look at her work. That she just probably spent days, if not weeks, piling, um, com- uh, compiling. Which is a really bad boss thing to do. You at least pretend to look at the work that your employees did. Yeah, exactly. People need to be appreciated. Like, And if not, then she's just going to leave. And then she'll join like the Foot Clan or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a huge demotion from hand to foot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, it, you can work your yourself up in the organization and then eventually convince them to change their name. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so they target um, everyone he's ever saved, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and we get... I should have gone back. I didn't want to, so I wouldn't have. But were all those people in the bus from previous episodes? I know a few of them definitely are. Um, I could not tell, but they also didn't really show everyone. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that some people were just so like I don't want to say hidden or just so obscured, basically that like you could maybe say that this person looks like someone else, and maybe they were, but. I don't think they they went that far, and like I don't think they tried that hard to do that. Then again, Fair. maybe they did, but I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna go with no. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to them later. 
but um, still with Nobu. According to legend, he's lived three lifetimes. Um, if I didn't know that it was the same guy, like we saw Nobu in season one die, and then in season two he's still alive, I would think he's doing a Dread Pirate Roberts thing. If you've ever seen The Princess Bride, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's just another guy who happens to say he's Nobu. There's no reason to think it's the same guy. Yeah, I mean, generally, it's uh, easier to believe that that is what's going on instead of um, being resurrected. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I also it occurred to me how similar Nobu is to Ra's al Ghul from Batman with the Lazarus Pit. Oh, yeah. something to think another parallel yeah that's true i wonder if i wonder if they legitimately did that on purpose <laughs> uh i i mean i i doubt it to be honest but um but it's a good thing you you brought up batman in the season finale because so far we haven't done that at all so just just glad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so now we get nobu's presumably final death right uh-huh what do you think it was nobu's uh, the best Nobu scene we've gotten from him. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. I guess we, we've gotten a couple. Um, there was that fight between him and Daredevil in season one, where he ends up dying in a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few things this season. The first time he shows up in that like ninja suit, and then he reveals himself later to Daredevil. Um, eh. Uh, then I guess the third would be probably this scene where you know he's like leading the hand and all that stuff and probably the first time the first time we see him fighting where he just dies at the end quote unquote dies well i think it's it's this one on one fight where he punches matt so hard he punches matt's mask off <laughs> <laughs> so i have that as a 12% because i wasn't sure where to put that but this actually works <laughs> So I was trying to figure out if that's even possible. <laughs> now, are you familiar, Tony, with uh, the phrase, knock someone's socks off? Yes. Okay. Uh, where, you know, you hit someone so hard that they go flying, but their socks or their socks stay there on the ground or they you know, go flying or whatever. Um, is, that, is that what that's supposed to mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just assumed that someone's socks like so shocked your socks came off <laughs> i don't know why it would happen like electricity I thought it was shock? Just, maybe yeah or shocked like oh, i could never believe that matt murdoch is daredevil yep and socks right off yep. all right <laughs> um so the mythbusters tested that myth the knock someone's socks off um uh and they said that's not possible so they tested it with like a bunch of different ways and uh the closest they came was a specific hit like kind of dragged the body but they had to like set it up in such a way where like the feet would drag on the ground and they didn't have Mm -hmm. shoes and all this stuff so uh, my assumption is that nobu hit the mask off on purpose it's kind of like an fu yeah he probably looked at him and just like finally i know who the daredevil is and he looks at him like i have no idea who you are (laughs) Uh, you said you don't really watch South Park. Um, there was an episode of South Park. It was the oh, it was the first time the like the superhero stuff ever like showed up on on the show. It was a uh, Mysterion. Uh, 
So I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Kenny who, but they don't like say that until like huh. half a season Boy, later or something. Um, basically, yeah. Like, I never knew. I never knew who Inspirion was. I remember him showing up, and that was around the time I stopped watching. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So so the joke <laughs> at the end of the episode is finally we'll know who Mysterion is, and then every and then they take off the mask, and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it. And then us as the audience are like, that's just some random person <laughs> because they all look the same. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, what I was referencing was uh, just it was either Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, the animated series, when Lex Luthor trades minds with the Flash. So he takes, uh, he's like, well, at least I can figure out who the Flash is. And he takes off the mask and looks in the mirror. And he's like, I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny because, like, like, you realize that that's right. We as the audience know who these characters are only because mm-hmm. we get their whole story. Um, you know, yeah. there was that, uh, what was it? The, the Spider-Man one with uh, Tobey Maguire, right? Spider-Man 2. Like, there was that scene where he's saving everyone on the on the train and at the end his his mask comes off and everyone's like oh he's just a kid no one knows who he is yeah i mean why would they yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean frankly batman is the only one who has to worry about his face being revealed cuz people know who bruce wayne is yeah that's true yeah. and then uh i guess yeah. not tony stark since he just came out and said it oh yeah I mean, the Avengers are celebrities anyway. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, All right. Anything else with Nobu? Because I think I'm done. Yeah, I mean, Nobu's presumably final death. Really, like, where he, he wakes up, like we've seen before, okay. and then he gets his head cut off by stick. Mm-hmm. Really reminds me of the ending of season one of S.H.I.E.L.D. when John Garrett comes back to life, and um, Coulson just walks in and shoots him with a ra- laser gun. <laughs> Yeah, well, this again, this is why the good guys always win, because they do not lack conviction. That's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, now I'm done with that. No boo. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the hand. I honestly have nothing. I didn't write any notes about them. So what have you got? All right, I've got two things about the hand. Okay. First of all, when... Um, when Daredevil and Elektra are like behind that door and they know they're about to fight a whole army of the hand, we see a wide shot of a lot of the hand, right? Uh-huh. Like, and they said there's more coming from, from the ground. Um, my first thing is, what percentage of people in Hell's Kitchen are ninjas? <laughs> I feel like it's a very large percentage. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they probably all trained least... somewhere and then they were like shipped okay. in for this. Um, so the, yeah. the percentage probably rose within the past few months. I mean, I presuming that they're all Japanese, right? Or at least a majority of them are. It's kind of what it, what we're led to believe, yeah. Yeah, except for the random redhead, Nurse Jen, uh, Officer Jenny. Uh-huh. Um, why um, did no one notice the massive influx of Japanese people coming to Hell's Kitchen? I mean, what makes you think they're all staying there? That they're, I mean, you know, they're, they're ninjas. They, they want to hide, so they're, they're probably staying at different hotels. And it's New York. There's a ton <laughs> of hotels. That's true. I was thinking more, it's like, proximity to work. People don't want to commute that much. It's hard jumping rooftop to rooftop if you're not in the same neighborhood. <laughs> That's true. And then you get to some of those those streets where, like, 
you you there's no way you're jumping from you know one side of the street to the other like you have to yeah. you have to take I the mean, elevator down and then cross then go back up and, yeah yeah and we've played the spider-man game if you're on the wrong side of um of central park it's just annoying oh yeah because you can't swing very far yeah exactly <laughs> and then we see the presumably like dozens if not hundreds of the hand so when Elektra and Daredevil go outside, there's like 12 of them. What happened? <laughs> they got scared. <laughs> they got scared. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Yeah, that was way less than what we were led to believe. Yeah. And none of them came upstairs, which we heard that they were coming up from the bottom as well. Did they just get tired halfway up? I'm very confused. <laughs> that's that's the B-Squad. They're the ones who... Uh, couldn't finish all the training and the, yeah they did just get tired so <laughs> yeah. they they went on break uh you know it's their union says you know right at 9 p.m they get a break it's true it's true <laughs> okay. all right well that's all i have for the hand she's <laughs> like come on <laughs> just a few random questions <laughs> all right yep <laughs> all righty um ready to move on we're done with our villains yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, pay some bills, all that fun stuff. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. All right, uh, everyone, we have all been in this situation before. Um, you're trying to save the city that you live in from total destruction but you are only one person. Tony, tell us about the last time that happened to you. It was a cold day. It was January of 1968, and I can't talk about it. It's been redacted. All right. Continue with your ad. All right, so <laughs> you know exactly what we're talking about right now. What you yes, need in those situations is to hire some help. And this week, we're partnering with a new group on the block, the Bavengers a ragtag group of superheroes who are ready to be hired and save your city. They have someone who can fly. They have someone who uses a bowling ball. They even have someone who can turn invisible, but only when no one is watching. Fun fact, they used to have someone who's fast, but it turned out he wasn't faster than a speeding bullet. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get a discount code with the Revengers after two unsuccessful Bavengers missions. They're not just B-level Avengers, they're the Bavengers. They t- these guys sound like some mysterious men out there. Yes, yes, they and do. ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> presumably. So I've only seen that movie, uh, Mystery Men, like one time. And mm-hmm. when I was looking things up earlier today, when writing uh, the uh, this ad read, I was like, "Oh man!" I like just seeing the list of the cast in there. Like I only remember Ben Stiller, uh, but like seeing everyone else in there, like, "Oh, I, I really want to watch this movie again." <laughs> so I might be doing that soon. Let me watch it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've got a question. I've got a thought we'll talk about later. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not doing a drunken episode of Mystery Man for the podcast. <laughs> not drunk. Oh, okay. even worse. All right, anyway. All right, moving on to our supporting characters. Guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Who do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Karen. All right. 
So, Karen. I, Tony, not Karen, because <laughs> why would I say I if I'm talking about Karen? I was wondering the same um, thing. I, when I uh, went was in college, I was on the college newspaper at Sac City College before um, I went to state. Um, in college, took a lot of newspaper classes. If you're writing a profile of somebody... You need to get to the point a lot quicker than Karen actually got to her point. <laughs> she never even mentioned the Punisher in her opening sentence. Or few sentences. <laughs> uh, I think she was assuming that the title would say it all. Yeah, but you, I mean, the the writer doesn't write the title. Oh, really? The, the journalist doesn't write the title. It's the editor, editor or co-editor's decision. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I did like her sentiment that anyone can be a hero. I liked a little less the sentiment that you're ju- you're a hero just for living in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's doesn't fit as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't feel like everyone who lives in New York City are heroes. Like Nobu, Nobu lives in New York City at least for a while. Yeah, he's not a hero. Yeah, you're right. Like heroes need villains to fight. So you're you're either a hero or a villain. Or a New Yorker, or a New Jersey, or New Jersey? I don't know what they they call themselves. Or you're a hero who lives long enough to see themselves become the villain. That's true. (laughs) Which is fair, because Batman didn't die, he just ran away to France, which is a villainous thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Or he... Uh, did die if you choose to believe some alternate assumptions that people made on the internet, which I think is stupid. Yeah, yeah, so do I, because there's there's nothing in all of that man to think, hey, Alfred's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's right, we just had to bring Batman up again. One more time. Yeah. This is the season oh. of Daredevil, so, yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, that's all I really have about Karen is her news story. Do you have anything else for her? Yeah, that's really it. Um, I guess we don't know if she ever finishes it, because um, the editor guy wanted it that next day, apparently. And um, mm-hmm. she was busy being kidnapped. And I get the feeling well, no, she but, didn't just but he's, go home after, right? Well, he said he wanted it the next day after she got back home from being kidnapped. She ended up... We see that scene, and then she's at the old uh, Nelson and Murdoch place. No, no, then she's out with Foggy. Then she's at the old Nelson and Murdoch place. Yeah, I thought... Okay, maybe I'm misremembering the, the order. I thought that that was at the beginning of the episode when he's telling her. No, it's it's at the end. It's at after... um, They show that scene after uh, Electra's funeral. Huh. Then I super misremembered this. Okay, all right. Well, never mind. It's been two days since I watched the episode. Yeah, I watched it just a couple hours ago. Okay, and I'll trust you. <laughs> All right, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, she, honestly, she had a really small part in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, Foggy? Foggy, yeah, he gets offered a job at Hogarth, Benowitz, and Chow. And Nelson. Because they make him partners that fast. Yeah, she, I mean, he, he has to know that she was just... You know, trying to sweeten the deal to get him to to join, right? Well, yeah, but he would have to sign a contract, and he's a lawyer. So if they didn't have that on the contract, I think he would have caught it. 
<laughs> Man, I hope so. <laughs> if not, then they are regretting their dis- hiring decision. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, then later at the bar, uh, when he, him and uh, Karen are talking, uh, Foggy decides to uh, close out their Nelson and Murdoch tab and, and <gasps> page. Um, we'll never know what that number was at. Tony, do you have any guesses? I think it would be in the high hundreds, low, or like l- between nine, 900 and 1,500. If they've just been running a tab for who knows how many years. Oh, I was thinking a little higher. I was thinking like 2,300. Now, I, that's based off of nothing. I just threw that number out. <laughs> yeah. but... <laughs> that's a real specific number. Do, do we know why they haven't been able, or why they it's been okay that they don't pay? Like, I really don't remember. Do they give Josie some legal advice? Maybe. I think Josie just has a soft spot for them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All right. Uh, and that's all I have for for Foggy. Uh, but yeah, he, he yeah. goes off and he's ready to start his next chapter of his life doing something completely different. Yep. Yeah. Like lawyering in a different neighborhood. That's right. With a paycheck. It's true. It's true. That's, he probably got a good signing bonus and why he could settle up the debt. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So I do have one more person, the guy in the chair. Oh, who else? I have Turk in here. Turk Barrett. <laughs> okay. When did he get saved by Daredevil? I thought Daredevil just screwed with him repeatedly. <laughs> um, did they say everyone Daredevil has ever helped? I thought it was anyone who has had any dealings with Daredevil. Maybe. I don't think they specify. I just assumed it was people he helped. Or else... Yeah, Turk's probably the only one who's not in jail, <laughs> who who's on his bad side. Yeah, that's true. It'd be really weird if we saw Kingpin in with them. <laughs> that might have been one of them. Where uh, that would be interesting. Uh, the the lady walks in. We have twenty one targets, all in New York City, and then Nobu looks at it. Uh, let's only take twenty. Let's let's ignore this guy over here. We don't we don't want him mixed in with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've already dealt with him. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Uh, except for um, good on Turk for having a um, anklet tracker and willing to turn it back on eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he probably should have been a little smarter and turned it on earlier on his own. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, all right. Yeah, that's, I mean, he had a he would have had a really good excuse for breaking uh for you know leaving his area. Well, he was probably not in his area already. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why he turned it off. <laughs> all right, that's all I have for our supporting cast. Same here. All right, moving on to our final twelve percent. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, wow. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? 
I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Uh, everything that I had in my 12% list, I've already said. So I've, I've got nothing. I've got one little, one more little thing. When Foggy shows up to the um, place, uh, to where the Daredevil Electra Ninja showdown is going down, Karen says to him, I think this is the end of Vigilantes in New York. <laughs> Did you forget about, um, first of all, the Avengers and Jessica Jones? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or are the Avengers considered something else than vigilantes uh, to most people? You know, that's actually a really good point. Um, maybe they're not. Because like, if you start thinking about who's in the Avengers, um, War Machine is part of the military. Mm-hmm. Captain America was part of the military we have no idea how he makes any money now iron man i mean his entire you know iron man 2 they're talking about him privatizing world peace right there he had that line about it so yeah that uh and then everyone else is just associated with those three so maybe they're not considered vigilantes yeah i mean i think they're considered heroes to majority of people people of new york until ross turns them into bad guys yeah, yeah. Or vigilantes. Until then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, specifically, uh, General Ross, not Ross Geller. <laughs> Correct. Or um, Martin Freeman's character in Civil War and Black Panther. Everett. Yeah. Everett Ross. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking about. Could not remember the name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> all right. I mean, that's all I have for my 12%. We already talked about how long the season ran for yeah exactly 13 episodes oh no time that's right oh no okay i wanted to bring that up too just just really quickly okay i just want to dissect that a little bit to make sure i understand so i guess we can start the season assuming it's probably at the end of summer um so if this is so our uh, so end of summer being let's say mid-september right i mean it's probably august honestly but say mid-september yeah i mean for some reason i assumed it was june but I have no reason why I would think that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so if it's, let's see, September, October, November, December. So that's like four months. Uh, that it, Every episode was basically like a direct response to the one before it, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, season one, I remember you br- bringing up that when they made that season, they really wanted it to feel like a movie, right? Like it was just a 13-hour movie. And it yeah. really felt like they did the same thing here. Like every day was just a continuation and it was pretty, it felt pretty rare where it would be like not exactly linked up with the day before. You're right. It doesn't make sense. We never saw them celebrate Thanksgiving. (laughs) I don't know what to make of it. There was never an episode of Halloween. (laughs) Where Matt just walks around in his daredevil costume and everyone's like, hey, good costume, man. He's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really accurate. Like that scene in Spider-Man 2, when the guy thinks it's a Spider-Man costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Spider-Man 2 references. But, back to the talking about the timeline, um, think about Empire Strikes Back. Okay. How does that timeline make any sense? <laughs> Where Luke is on Dagobah training, going through presumably a pretty long training against uh to learn how to be a Jedi. And Han and Leia are flying through an asteroid field. 
for like maybe like six hours and then go to Lando's place on Cloud City and then they're there for like a day and a half. Those timelines don't make sense. <laughs> well, how what, what makes you so sure that Luke was uh, training for a while on Dagobah? Like, I I'm assuming Yoda oh, was it in like a book or something. No, oh. I'm just saying. I assume that he got most of his training done because next time he sees Yoda, he uh, Yoda dies and his training's nearly complete. <laughs> I assume Yoda kind of gave him the crash course because when we see. In um, The Last Jedi, when he's kind of teaching Rey, he was like, all right, I'll give you one day of training tomorrow. And then he gives her one day of training. And that's it. So I assume that he yeah. gave her the same thing Yoda gave him. Uh, complete with well, the I, scenes I, that we didn't see of him, like, riding on her back. <laughs> well, The Last Jedi has the same problems. <laughs> that timeline doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so my point is, this could have been over the course of five months. It could have been the course over three days. There's no way to tell. That is true. There really is no way to tell. <laughs> Maybe early December was just really, really hot because of climate change. It could be. Yeah, that was pretty recent. Yeah. It yeah. could have been late uh, November. Again, no Thanksgiving episode. Mm, you're right. There, there's my deal breaker. <laughs> You're right. We would get those. We would. Yep. At least some sort of background decoration. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, walking into the um, into their office earlier, and Foggy's making what a little hand turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he would be doing that too. Then, he totally would. Then he shows it to them, and then Karen's like, oh, I'm going to put this right on the fridge. And then he says, well, we don't have a fridge. And then she throws it away. Yep. And Matt, Matt makes fun of the drawing, knowing damn well he can't see the drawing. <laughs> uh, oh, no, he, I mean, he can, right? Hell, he can read. We, we've talked about this before. So that means that he has to well, he, he mocks a, He mocks the drawing. He mocks the drawing. Even though Karen thinks he can't see it, but really it hurts Foggy deep down inside because he knows that Matt can. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scene would be great. Uh, we missed out on so many things. Maybe season four. Maybe we'll get that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe season three. Come on, Al. Be optimistic. Right. You don't remember half that what happened there. That's true. I don't. Just like every other season of a TV show. The movies I remember really well, but that's because we've seen them yeah. so many times. Mm -hmm. And they're only three hours. Yeah, only the good ones. <laughs> Alrighty, you ready to rate the episode, or do we rate the season? I don't remember. Um, you choose. I don't remember either. Let's rate the. I think episode. we do both. Oh, okay. All right, let, then, then let's do both. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? Let's start with the episode. All right. What, how are we rating this? Oh, uh, oh, I choose? Okay. Um. Oh, wait, you're right. No, you are the leader of this episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You do choose. I forgot that. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm still getting used to this format. Um. All right, so let's say how many... Um, 
sarcophagi do we rate this episode? I would give this one four sarcophagi and then just the lid of another sarcophagi. <laughs> so that's like four and two, four point two five. Okay, I'm basically the same thing. Four, four and a half. I kind of waffle back and forth between there. Uh, but it was yeah. So did I. That's why I just threw it right in the middle. All right. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was really good, right? You know, it's a season finale, and you always want the season finale to be a really good episode. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. always way worse when it's not a good episode, right? Because you get your hopes up. Uh, but it was good. They wrapped up the whole storyline. We got everything. Uh, I kind of wish we got a little bit more, like, I, I kind of wish that it was an episode before where Matt told Karen that he's Daredevil, because, I don't know, I feel like that, that would have just been better to, to deal with there instead of the next time that we see the two of them together so mm-hmm. yeah but that's it it's it's good yeah okay and then rating the whole season all right how many anti-heroes do you rate the entire season Ooh. hmm i would give this season you know what so far out of our netflix seasons this one has been the one that I think I feel like we got through the easiest without getting burnt out on it. <laughs> I'll give this four four antiheroes. I would give this Electra. I would give this Punisher. I would give this um Loki. Late see, later <laughs> later day Loki. And I would give this who's another antihero. Stamp. Spawn. Stamp. Stamp. What what did you call him last week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember now. Oh, okay. I all I remember is that I could never remember because I kept wanting to say stank, like what um uh what Stan Lee calls Tony Stark at the end of Civil War, Mr. <laughs> stank. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember now. All right. Uh I will give it the same four um cuz I mean, pretty much same reasons. Um and you know, I was actually kind of thinking about this a little bit earlier, like I've kind of talked about like, you know, rewatching some of these seasons and some of those episodes are a little tough to get through depending on the show and the season. Um, but mm-hmm. this one rewatching it, it was actually a little nice because there were some scenes that I remember just kind of dreading, like things like the entire trial of the Punisher and that kind of stuff. But like watching them this time, it was a little bit easier because I knew, OK, and this is done soon. Right. Like, oh, I'm expecting it, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so it helped. And then, you know, exactly what you said with, you know, we, um, it, it wasn't tough to get through at times, right? Like, like I was even surprised how hard it was to rewatch the first season of Jessica Jones. Like, I remember loving that show, but it was just, it was so serious, right? It just, it was, it yeah. was work to watch it again. So, yeah, that's it. Yep. All right. So, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's close it out. All right, guys. Join us next time as we move on over to Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 1, Moment of Truth. And give us a quick follow on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and a five-star review now that you've heard this wonderful podcast. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil, Season 2, Episode 13, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen, signing off. Have a marvelous day. There'll be a cold day.